While playing professional football, a lot of guys would like to go out and drink and just party, but I wanted girls. I mean, all the girls that a guy could get, and that turned me into a sex addict. No one ever told me how that would affect my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about sex addiction and how it acts like a drug of choice. In our previous show, we had former NFL football player David Rocker, who told us how he grew up in a religious family, but grew up getting into fights with bullies a lot when he was younger. Eventually, all that fighting made him fall in love with football, where he could fight for free. <laughs> When he was younger, a young girl mentioned a really negative comment about his weight, and that changed his focus to working hard to change his body image throughout his young adult years. When he became super fit, he became like a chick magnet. No, I'm just kidding. A magnet to girls. And he got into partying, alcohol, and drugs. Next thing you know, he was with girl after girl. And today, he's going to share with us how this habit developed into a full-blown sex addiction. David? Welcome to the show. How you doing, Evangelist? Glad to be back on. I'm doing good, David. It's really an honor to have you on the show. And it's just mind-blowing, you know, how this developed into a full-blown sex addiction. But let's dive right into it. When did you know your habit of having girl after girl was becoming a sex addiction? Well, I noticed when it became a thing that it was something that I literally had to have every day. Ooh. When I would just have things set up that... I could see different girls, different days. And uh -huh. if it was something that would happen that I could not get with a girl, I understand when a person like have the shakes or go into a depression, that's how I would feel. Uh -huh. Even though, again, I was a football star and I could portray this nice man, confident look on the inside. I would feel like if I can't get a girl, I am nothing. I feel wow. worthless because wow. I am not the man. I am not the man. That's how I validated my manhood. I mean, I can get wow. girls at any point because that girl way back when said I was fat. I'm not fat anymore. And I'm going to prove this every day wow. that I can get a girl. I mean, so many things that I look back on my childhood that affected me. Being the youngest boy, I can remember my brothers talking about my virginity, you know, and you mm -hmm. mean you're still a virgin, man. You haven't gotten me yet. So I'm like, I, I got it. I got to get it. I got to do it. So right. here I am in college and I'm still reflecting back on how much I need to get because I want to validate myself as I'm getting a whole lot. They said I couldn't get any, but now I'm getting a lot. Right. It was almost like a points game. Like the more points I get, absolutely, the more I feel like I'm a man. Yes. But at the same time, if it didn't happen, you know, it's almost like you're going through some type of withdrawal. You know, when it didn't happen, you're going through this like, ah, uh, and yes. I mean, you probably would get like angry maybe during those times. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're just feeling defeated. And of course, I've always liked fighting. So, you know, you find yourself even on edge. So you're going through this whole wow. carousel of emotions, ups, downs, <laughs> because I'm missing out. I feel like I'm rejected. No one wants me. What's going on? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, and it's amazing how it goes through such extremes because it's just one yes. night, yes. And then the next night, it's like, I'm alone. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it's so horrible. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Since it was never enough, how many girls did you start relationships with at the same time? I can easily have four relationships now. I mean, listen to the keyword you said. You said relationships. Okay, so okay. I can, have, I can have four relationships going on at one time, but that's not including what I would call, as people say, the side pieces or the throw-ins or as mm. I would deem it then, the girls that I'm doing favors for. I mean, you have Whoa. a girl who she just wants you, so you're like, you know what, let me just go ahead and knock her off real quick. I mean, you're just doing her this quick favor, but wow. at that time, I could have girls in different states. I could have two girls here in Atlanta. I can have someone up in Virginia and going to school in Alabama. Wow. I can have a girl down there. And again, I learned so much by having older brothers. I knew how to work it that none of them, well, let me say majority of the time, would never cross paths. But I did have my <laughs> moments when they did. <laughs> so tell me of a time where it did cross paths and how did that affect your life and emotions? Well, I had a relationship with this young lady, and I actually really liked her. Mm. But once again, in playing my games, I told my roommate, I was going to Atlanta, so let her know that I'm in Atlanta. But actually, if you can keep up with all this, I actually had another girl from Virginia fly down, so I'm at my apartment. My roommate, he falls out with his girlfriend who's staying with the girl that I'm seeing, and he just lets the cat out the bag, as they say. He's like, you think D-Rock is gone? (laughs) He's here at Hawthorne with a girl at his apartment. So I'm just chilling at my apartment. I hear a knock at the door, and I'm thinking, as far as I know, there's got to be my roommate, someone who knows I'm here, because all the girls, they know I'm going to Atlanta. When I open up the door, there she is. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Now this, I mean, I'm laughing about it at that time. I'm like in shock. And here's the deal. This girl that I really like, and I'm staring at her, and I knew I had a girl in my apartment. The only thing I could do was just slam the door in her face and lock it. Wow. I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, but that's when I look back on this stuff like, man. You know what, though? But that's the reality because... The addiction started making you do things. And that's what a sex addiction is, is where you're doing things where it's driving you and it's no longer making sense and you're not equipped for it. You're like, what do I do with this? Exactly. So that definitely sounds like an addiction. Okay. So David, were you ever concerned about STDs during this time of your life? I mean, for me, that would have been a huge concern. I would have been like terrified of getting a disease. Could that have something to do with the sex addiction? Like you just kept moving forward despite any concerns of that? What were your thoughts? I will say this. You don't have any concerns until you get one. (laughs) Okay. So basically when you got one and then you had to deal with that, even then after you dealt with it, did you continue or did you stop for a little while or how did that work? Oh, no, 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 no. You adjust and you keep going. Wow. You have to understand, this is a need that I have to have. So what do I need to do to get back in action? So, wow. I mean, even when you talk about that, I can think about the times of, man, you catch an STD, you have to take this medicine. Yeah. But during this time I'm taking this medicine, I'm sitting right here like craving sex, but I can't have it because wow. I'm dealing with this STD. So now from that point, I have my older brother who, as they say, can get me to hook up. So now I have this trash bag full of 
condoms. Wow. I mean, to the point that I'm selling them to the guys on the football team. That's oh, how many gosh. that I have. But here's the thing. It's not like I'm still using them 100% of the time. That's the part when you start talking to yourself in your head saying, something's wrong with you. Wow. You, know, you have a problem. You have condoms, but you're not even using them because, oh. man, I, I just man, this one right here is so fun. I mean, you go through all these crazy, you know, that's yeah. how you feel. You just feel like something's wrong with me, you know, and wow. it was a very wild time. It does sound like a little bit that guilt started to well up in you from all this behavior. Yeah. Did you ever stop to think, you know, what you're doing in your life or what you're doing to the lives of others during this time? Or was it so laser beam focused on the goal and the points? Here's the part what people don't realize. Even though I can run around and dudes are patting me on the back, D-Rock, you're the man, oh, all these girls, man, he's been with her, wow. he's been with this one and that one. But man, how many nights did I lay up in my bed crying? Oh. I'm talking about crying, bawling, because I don't like myself. I can't oh. stop this. This is not who I want to be. But just as quick as the sunrise tomorrow, I got to put back on my D-Rock flow and go with it. Mm. But on the inside, this is breaking me down. Mm. And I don't know how to really handle this. Dave, let's stop there. Let's talk more about how, you know, you got set free from the sex addiction. Thank you again for being so real and just really vulnerable with us today. Because, you know, this brings hope to someone out there to really understand how this works, how they can get set free. So thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome, man. Hold tight. I'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Can someone really get addicted to sex? Well, I think that there are many in the world who are addicted to sex. I mean, it's one of the most amazing things that the Lord has created. Now, I know you may not think of it that way. Think of this. So many people think that the devil created sex. And for me to even talk about it as an evangelist, like I'm sinning or something. But did you know that God created sex? He created the original man. He created the original woman. And he created this idea of having them to be attracted to each other and for them to have sex. Then why is there sex addiction? Well, it's a perversion. Now, doctors call this a psychological disorder, which it is. But I think that this is a disorder that many can fall into because sex, by its design, feels good. And addictions, if you think about it, they're usually centered on making our flesh or our carnal bodies feel good. Think about it. Drinking, eating drugs, sex. Addictions are when we give in to pleasure and we lose control. They take over. What do ancient scriptures say about this? 
In 1 Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Our bodies, our flesh, they contain lust or desire. Lust is defined as a very strong and intense desire for something, usually a sexual desire. And ancient scriptures reveals that those inner lusts, they war against our souls, meaning it's not good for us. That lust is trying to destroy our mind, our will, and our emotions. And you can see that literally happening to Dave Rocker. He tells his story that he got to the point where he didn't even care anymore or worry about STDs. He just gave into that lust. The lust was taking over. What about you? I can tell you for me real quick that when I was an atheist, I was giving myself over to the lust fulfilled in pornography. And I'll tell you what, as a Christian, I look back, it really affected me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It messed with me. It warred against my soul. What about you, my friend? Where are you with this? Because the Lord has an answer. We just need to surrender this to Him. Lord Jesus, we just come to you right now with our personal sexual lives. And Lord God, if there's be any sin, we repent of those things, of anything that's not purity, God. We repent of those things. We turn to you. And Jesus, we ask for you to come into our lives to forgive us our sins. But for the person who's never received Christ, Jesus, we welcome you into our lives and to make us pure. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Friend, no longer let those things war against you. Let the Lord work with you. I hope you are blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.